Welcome to Esports Africa, brought to you by League Sports, Africa number one esports platform. Today, we have two guests. Apologies ahead for the shoddy audio. Um, we had it over Zoom due to COVID and all. Do enjoy the episode and stay safe. See you all next week. that do not know who we are and all of that so my name is Hakim I'm the CEO of League Sports and, and uh, with me here we have Dominion of uh, Arosu Gaming Dom would you like to introduce yourself first oh uh, no not really you've already done that so let's just go ahead yeah anything interesting you want people to know because Um, well, my name is Dominion, I'm the founder of a gaming initiative called Arutu Gaming. What we basically do is support gaming infrastructure for Africa. Um, I'm a game designer and a visual designer also. And yeah, I'm just really excited to be here, man. Let's get this on the road. Okay. I want to be like... No baby, like you call yourself. The person I want to call next. So, um, we like to introduce yourself to people, people on the stream. And those listening to the podcast also. Sorry, um, we can't hear you. Your mic is not muted. Yes, I can hear you now. Yeah, so I can hear you. Okay, I said. Sorry, your your mic your mic is off. Everybody needs mic so that one person can play. Wait, is it better now? Okay, yes. Okay. Okay. I said my name is No Baby. I am the community head for Brawl Stars in Nigeria. Yeah, that's just it. All right. So, you know what? I feel like everybody here, uh, we've all um, had our special when it comes to um, when it when it comes to the esports scene in Nigeria, especially especially those of us that even play game at all, like try to go professional at least. Because I was having a chat the other day with No Baby and a friend, and it was something that was very clear: the lack of infrastructure in Africa a big issue which is one of the reasons why I'm, I really like what the Arusu initiative is Arusu initiative is trying to do in the industry and all in terms of infrastructure how things are going and all so let's let's start from there let's start from there in terms of like infrastructure what ga- like what gaming company should we honestly consider to be building that already because at the end of the day we have to remember that all these companies have IPs on their games where you cannot make servers and only few games allow you to do that so in your opinion based on popularity mm-hmm. and all of that who should actually be right now be active in that space that's currently missing which game developer exactly who should yes which who should that has the best game um well wait can anyone hear me yeah sure yeah okay 
Um, I think top of that list has to be um, electronic arts. It, it's it's a no-brainer, right? Um, top of that list has to be EA Sports. They they obviously have the most popular game in Africa, which is FIFA. Then um, just beneath that is Konami, obviously. Still the same genre of um, um, sports games, but let's face it, these are the most popular games within the African scene. So you have Electronic Arts with FIFA, you have Konami with um, the yeah, Pro Evolution Soccer. And when you're done with that, right, you can then start talking about maybe active, active, is it Activision? Call of Duty is Activision, right? Or is it yeah, someone sure. else? Sure, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we talk about Activision with um, games like Call of Duty, right? Um, I would have said Fortnite, but Fortnite really is as big in Africa, let's face the truth, right? Fortnite really isn't that big in, in Africa generally. What you basically have are the sports games, um, FIFA, the Pro Evolution Soccer, and you have um, Call of Duty. You also have the other battle royale, that's um, PUBG. I don't know, does anyone know who makes PUBG? Oh, that's Tencent. PUBG. Okay, that's Tencent. That's Tencent. Yeah, exactly. So it's a well, someone was talking about PUBG being mobile, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they play at the home platform. Sorry, yeah. I didn't. I didn't get that clearly. Um, Black, we can't hear you. I've been out for a while. Yes, you know that. But mostly now, people are playing now. Yeah, mobile gamers. No, okay. Yeah. But well, I think it's still. It's still yeah, I see, but it still works in the esports scene, right? I mean, I know people who, are, who like just do mobile esports, like what League Sports is currently doing with Call of Duty. So, for me, for those who should, my top three list obviously is big investment from EA, more than investment from. Hello, Sorry, I did not get that investment. Okay. Hello, Dom. Hello. Activation. Oh. I, I, we didn't get what you said. Yeah, your network um, broke off. Okay. Um, I said for me, it's first of all investment from EA Sports or EA generally, then investment from Konami. And then finally, investment from Activision. These are companies that I think should be chasing it. There are other companies that should also, but based on current popular demand, these are companies I think should be chasing it with everything. Yeah, it's right actually now. quite interesting because um, I was listening to the quote unquote director of esports in EA. And I don't know, for me, EA should oh, okay. really be dominating the esports industry. Let's put Africa outside here. But they are not. Honestly, they ain't. They have the Arguably the biggest game. With Africa, Africa aside. Africa aside, yes. Mm. EA should be dominating, but they are not. Call are of you sure? Yes, FIFA. What other game, what other sport is more popular than football? And what's the most popular football game right now in the world? FIFA. I mean, exactly. I, I mean, an average streamer pulls way more, way more views on average. Like a popular streamer pulls more, with the, more views. On average, on their stream than than FIFA does on the mobile on the um, online competition, which I found very interesting because like 
even the guy, the person, when he was talking and he listed out the games I considered like esports worthy, he didn't mention FIFA. And I found it very funny. I was like, really? Like, no, really? Yeah. Like, why? Yes, I think here's a big problem with that. Yeah, the Americans again. Exactly. It's I think it's like a paradox that comes with games. So in um in game design, there's this rule, right, that a game is a it's an intentional pretense. So you basically intend to pretend to be doing something whenever you are playing a game. But FIFA being or soccer or football being the most popular sports in the world doesn't automatically mean it's going to translate into the most popular game in the world. And some of the reasons could be that first of all, people already consume a lot of sports content via football outside of the game. People also play a lot of that sporting content or, con- or content rather outside of the game. So adding another layer of consumption of content again, which has to do with the game, sometimes can be too overbearing on people and people want to go for something different. Let's face it, it's not every day I'm going to pick up a gun with four other people and jump into an unknown land with um, army uniforms and bulletproof vests and shoot people in the head and make use of snipers. <laughs> or It's not every day I'm going to be able to get at zombies or just do amazing stuff, you know, or fly a plane. But if I wanted to play football, God knows, I could just pick up a ball and call some friends and we head over to a field and get ourselves going. So maybe, maybe, just maybe that's why it's really great as a sport because, oh, my life just went out. Eh? It's really great as a sport because a lot of people can do it, but it's not exactly the best as a game because um, it doesn't really give me that extra experience that I get from other games. Do you get the point? So oh, yeah, maybe yeah, that's why it's yeah. not as popular as it should be. Yo, do you have any, um, new baby, do you have anything to pitch in here? Like in your opinion and all? Yeah, not now. Okay. Uh, Black, Black what's yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, what was saying, was saying that yes, they yeah, um, find them um, like soccer game more. That's what you're trying to say, right? Yes. Uh, yes, yes, continue, yes, continue. Uh, but me, I, I thought that, okay, all these um, gunny games or all these adventure games are more like a storyline that teaches you on certain things, or like soccer. You know, soccer is just something that, yes, I want to teach a boy, yes, let's go, uh, who is not the star? Chipping is best. Chipping in soccer is more like chipping in soccer na- is just like one something that you play a match for 90 minutes, let's see, Abi. Abi, how many minutes they play for? Yeah. When you're playing an adventure game, you can play on and on and on against. Yeah, true. Okay, I, I, I get I get the argument there, to be honest. But for me, this yeah. I mean for me, uh, the guys that should be pushing esports heavily. I still say EA. I still go with Dom's um, list. But I must be chipping in one thing. Um, Epic. I have no understanding why Epic is not trying to cash in right, on like the young Africa population. Like, 
come on, like this is the thing I also see with esports, like the trend in Africa, especially in Nigeria, where the guys involved in esports are the big boys. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, sure. Are the big boys okay. that can afford to buy like the greatest and latest. Okay, what I'm trying to say is um, based on EE. I feel like EA they don't really care about Africa as a whole because was it early this year or last year? I think there was this um World Cup. So many players in Nigeria actually participated in it. So like when after like you finish the in-game challenges and everything, when you ask for your country and you tell them you're in a, a country particular country in Africa, like let's say Nigeria, you actually cannot participate. I think the countries are able to participate with just Egypt and South Africa. So we over here in South Africa also. I don't that's why most times when I just think about esports, I always feel sad because I don't see the developers actually I say I don't see the developers actually picking interest in West Africa as per se because like their focus is Egypt, South Africa, Algeria, Morocco, all those countries. Or we over here, I don't think they actually like rate us at all. Okay, I, 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 I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from also because at the end of the day, um, you talk to these game developers, like some of us here have tried to talk to game developers that oh, we're doing this amazing thing and we really like if you um support us, and then they're like, okay. We'll get back to you. And then that's where it ends. Like, nobody's getting back to you on anything. Nobody's saying anything. Like, it's just so sad. Because then again, you have a pop, you have you have this continent. We have this we have this continent where you have so many young people that is doing almost nothing in terms of professional gaming. Where you can be making any money, like you can be raking in money. All I see personally. From a perspective of like sports, that this is money that people are leaving on the table. Like it's it's not making sense. Why? Okay, can I add, can I add something here? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um. So the thing I always love to remind myself about when it comes to companies is that um, companies are into what they do. That is whatsoever they do for one thing and one thing they love. That's a profit. That's the truth. The minute you can show companies where a profit is, then you show them where their action is going to be. For example, you notice the massive move of gaming companies and gaming publishers to establish vibrant esports communities in Asian countries like China, like Japan, like South Korea, and like Singapore. And these countries have a massive population. They also have a young population. But for some reason, they don't do the same for Africa. It then makes you have to beg the question, what are we not seeing that these companies are seeing? Because sometimes it's easy to say, oh, all these um, companies are blind. Like, um, Epic is blind. EA is blind. All, all of you are just blind. Rockstar Games, you guys are blind. Look here. But... Be honest with yourself, these guys have business analysts that went to the top universities and scout every single time and ask yourself, what do these guys actually see that we don't see? Exactly, bougie analysts, to be honest. And the truth is, 
the first thing they see, the first thing they, they, they see that maybe we don't is the lack of a viable market. Raise your hand here if you've ever cracked or pirated a game. <laughs> we all we all have. That's the truth. We all have, right? And, and the thing is, if I produce a game and I ship this game over to your country, and 80% of the people who didn't have that game from your country didn't buy it from me, but simply pirated it. I am not going to look to you when it comes to esports. For example, look at Fortnite. How does Fortnite make, it, make, make their money? Fortnite uses the freemium model. So they release a game for free, but within the game, you start making in-game purchases for a new this, a new that, stuff like that, right? EA uses, you pay for the game, and then you get the game, then you can buy cards. Not many people within nations like Nigeria, Kenya, um, Tanzania, or other places would actually want to pay with their cash. And it's understandable because of the economic situation. But then you have to cut this company some slack because, wow, you aren't even paying for our games. For example, let's say EA wanted to host a tournament in Nigeria right now. What would it take? For one, it would take them doing massive publicity, which is easy. For the second, it would take them getting a haul of their own, right? Um, for the third, they would require screens, they would require power. They would have to provide their own power, by the way, because this is Nigeria and you're not getting free light. Fourthly, they would have to provide, they have to provide security for these things because it's actually not a very safe place, right? Okay. So, so a lot of these things that they consider make these countries difficult to do business in. Okay, so Nigeria is among the worst about 10 worst countries right now to do like, to do business in nigeria is just above countries like libya above um syria and above yemen yemen these are countries that nigeria is just above these countries are countries that are filled with acts of terror like, and are like, so like, unsafe like so my, like if you're a company would you be honest would you like my like my um my like my life coach would say i don't know answer question We'll crack the questions together. That's <laughs> one, two. Don't take yourself too seriously because at the end of the day, there's one massive thing. And um, I'm going to take a quote off what the um, head of Nigeria for Unilever said. Nigeria has the population yeah. to die for. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Yo, like, that, that's, that's where, that actually brings me to my next point where I'm going to, like, why, um, when me and Nubi were talking about League of Legends, Wild Rift, the new mobile game. That is test yeah. game for what these guys need to do. Make your game easily accessible to everybody. You say that people don't buy, you'll be mm -hmm. shocked by what people will do on game. I mean, I was talking with Black the other day and he sent me a screenshot of his friend that spent 82,000 Naira in total on Call of Duty Mobile. So I'm like, how much is it again? Was it not 90 something? 92k, yes, imagine. So, that guy that bought those stuff from Call of Duty, Abby. Yes. People yeah. will do it. People, people will absolutely yeah, do it. Game, people have money to play games with, guys. Just give them what they want. That's the thing. Give them what they want. Or they will have more money to get what they want in a game. That's just, that's, that's the thing. So, like, that's oh. true. People, people spend money, my people, 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 people want to, people want to compete. They want to have fun. They are, get, they are, get, 
basically game that you enjoy yourself that yes you want to spend your money to get some stuff I use I, 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 I my money on this game wisely yeah. they are just games so like that, that. Different type of game that yes, you just have, I have a game that I've played before manager game. Uh, FF is on the phone. So there are some stuff that you want to buy, but you have to use your money to buy it. So because of the fact that yes, I love it and I enjoy playing it, yes, I always I only use my money to buy the stuff that I need. So that is people even if I don't have money, even when you are broke, you just reason that ah come on. Ah, yeah, let, me, let me keep this money. I want to buy this stuff on this game or that the buy I'm on. So I just wanted to just spend money on game, like very well. Okay, um so the YouTube section of this um stream is going to be stopping very soon. Um if you're listening to us on YouTube um watching right now, sorry, you also listen to the podcast. Um as we know internet ain't that cheap in Nigeria. Internet is not cheap in Nigeria and then we promise by the time we have the show next week. We have to know so we understand. Okay. So before we go before we go, um the one of the main things that we we um had to discuss before we drop off and move on to just pure audio. Um look baby, we would like to do honors on the League of Legends. And um yeah. League of Legends, lol. <laughs> we would like to do the honors okay. that. All right, all right. Okay, can you guys hear me? Because yeah, I don't sure. Want to my mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, League of Legends Wild Drift actually was announced in 2019, but the open beta started in Southeast Asia on Tuesday. And in Nigeria, we know that we play on the European server, so the European server will be out in December. Nobody knows when, but it will be out in December. So I spoke with Hakim about Wild Drift and knowing that Nigeria has actually played mobile games. Like the current mobile game which is like very popular in Nigeria right now is Mobile Legends. And you know League of Legends is, is actually a big game. Riot Games is a big gaming company backed up by Tencent and everything. So Wild Drift is definitely going to be the attention of not only gamers in Nigeria but definitely the international community because Bro, when I was trying to work with Asian server, this was hectic. I downloaded the game by 9 a.m. I logged in by 8 p.m. because the server was just so. I spoke with Akim. He said League Sports will be diving into the Wild Drift community in Nigeria to bring the gamers who actually love mobile games, multiplayer online battle arena games, into the community. Yes, and I'll be yeah. trying to release the spirit of Ericsson, my favorite mid laner in mobile. Because, you know, why, why did you retire? Why? Why? But um, that's basically, that's basically the show for today on, um, on YouTube. We'll be dropping off and you can continue the po- um, to podcast. We'll add the podcast link down in the video description. Sorry for the shaky quality today. It's our first time, and um, hopefully by the time we'll have our next stream on on um, Friday next week, we'll have our full setup done, internet sorted, and all of that. So, okay, if you to, I'll be dropping the link for the podcast right now. All right, then. All right, cheers. All right. All right.
Okay, one more live on YouTube. Um, I'm really sorry for what happened today. Like, the, the YouTube stuff really good vibes in terms of flows and everything. Ah, it's good, man. It happens. Yeah. Okay, so I want to drop. I, um, Zoom is only 40 minutes. So I want to drop the um, new Zoom in DM. So we'll just uh, discuss and actually have fun because that was the point of this entire stream before what happened happened. So can we? Can I? Can we do that? So um, we we'll have to leave this one, right? Yeah, we we'll have to leave this out. I'm dropping. I'm dropping the new link in DM already. Oh yeah, I've seen oh, it. Course, yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone. Okay. All right, then. Okay. Can you hear me, Hakim? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you hear yeah, me? Yeah. Um, Sorry, no, baby. Yeah. All right. So here comes the talking part and all. So, um, no, baby, we like to tell us about your like your journey. Generally, in the esports scene in Africa, in Nigeria, like how it's been, how it has affected you in terms of like what you think you should be right now, and everything generally. Mm. Uh, uh, Sorry, your mic. Sorry. Okay, I said if it's fair, I should be. Can you hear me well? Yeah, uh, your, your mic is shaky. Okay, it's fine. It's fine now. Okay, I said it's where I should be. Um, to be honest, I really feel like I should be somewhere at the top, but not at the top because I'm not really putting in the hours. <laughs> I'm putting in the effort. So my journey on the esports scene it has actually been a rough one, and it has been one with a lot of situations where I don't have to stop and actually just stop what I'm doing. Yeah, because sometimes when you're trying to play in a tournament, then you get beaten. Not just beaten, you get destroyed. Then you ask yourself, why am I doing what I'm doing? I spend a lot of time on this. I spend a lot of money on this. But every time I play in a tournament, I, I keep on getting destroyed. Then what's the only thing you can do is just blame Nigeria for bad network and feel like you're giving yourself hope. When you keep on entering these tournaments, I keep getting destroyed. Even getting destroyed by your fellow Nigerians. You don't know what's next again. So I feel like I've put in a lot of hours and everything, but I'm playing team-based games and I'm only like the only person motivated on my team to actually be like in the esports. So most of these guys are just playing for fun. It's not like I'm the one carrying the game on my head. It's not like I'm the one carrying the game on my head and all those kind of things. So to be honest, Nigeria, I don't just know because me, to be honest, like I said, it has been <laughs> a journey filled with situations where I just have to give up or something. Why, why does that sound like the issue of a cultural thing, generally, to be honest? It is. Like, if you, if, if, for example, 
Like when we had our first tournament, there was these guys, um, Offset and Quavo. Um, I don't know where the last one was. What well, was that? The last person that they're ganging, Offset, Quavo, and who? There's one more person. I'm forgetting his name. Uh, take off, yeah, take off didn't appear sadly in our tournament. I don't know why. Well, Offset and Quavo won the first tournament that we had in Call of Duty. Okay, fine, calm. The second one they came up again, they won. And then when the registration for the league started, when people heard that Offset and Quavo were turning up for a tournament with their team, people were actually afraid that yo, these same dudes again. And then I was talking to um to someone who has been in the industry for a while and we're talking about the regulation our regulation really messed us up at all and it was really interesting to hear that like in the 90s there was this serious game culture in nigeria especially where like guys just want to compete they want to play they're trying to grind out and then one morning <clears throat> governments came out in typical fashion and went you know what all game of luck are hereby banned indefinitely and then they didn't define what they meant yeah. by game of luck. You just said game. That's why if you tell anybody in the older generation, oh, I'm into gaming, you just can say, oh, on tap gym or on play bed. They take it as an unserious <laughs> And this is yeah. really repeating because I'm like, yeah, I, I'm playing video game, PS2, I'm going to play soccer, more, ta te te. Well, they don't care, honestly. All they don't care, like, oh, God. You know I must you know I must actually let me just you know I must parents don't actually want their kids to play games too. There are some people that don't own games that are professionally and um, they have to go and play video games that video houses, video game houses. Yeah, video game houses, police come there to scatter a cost of white sometimes. See people trying to just like as soon as they put a betting right there. So the issue of my I'm not gambling in gaming, yeah. Actually, no, you can gamble, guy. This kind of loser pay, things like that. You know, loser pay, loser pay. That's gambling. That's high class gambling. It's kind of gambling. But then, yeah, it digs out. It digs out another. It digs out. It digs out another question. Where, Dom, I really like you to answer this one because you you held competitions in um. Court, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, do you think it's more of a thing that whether the centers themselves, or the arenas themselves, are not actually being moderated properly then? Because if um, loser pay and gamble... Sorry, I think that your network is pretty bad. Oh, do sorry. I think it's more of a what? Do you think it's more of um, the fault of the guys running that space, not policing it properly? Because... You cannot say people should not gamble. People will always want to gamble. Anytime there is anything of like mm -hmm. log or skill based, people want to gamble. So do you think it's yeah. the fault of the people running these places in a way? Because if they do not allow underage to bet or to play loser, then like this should not be an issue. I mean, I really like to know your opinion on that perspective, on that view of things. Because I know some game centers personally. I will not allow you to play loser pay if you're not up to 18. So, I like your opinion. Because that is um, game houses, like video game houses, that you can easily just um, relate it to betting shops, for example. If a little child walks into a betting shop right now, let's say 
um, with, let me not call company names since this would be a recorded podcast. Walks into any betting shop, right? And says, I want to place a bet, you know, over 2.5, um, something of that sort. It's the duty of the cashier to say, no, you aren't allowed to do that. You know, you are too young to do that. Go back home or not even let them in. That's why they put the entire plus 18 sign up there, right? And they put um, responsible betting, the responsible gambling. So I think the same logic can easily flow into a game house. A child can come in and play a game. That's fine, right? But the minute you notice for any source, a child is um, maybe placing bets or collecting money or receiving um, or paying money upright and saying, oh, I lost the match and he bet against that match. I think it's the duty of the um, gaming house to call out that and refuse that to happen. Yes. You're saying something, um, Timothy. I said apparently orientation we need now. That's because even alcohol save a time less than exactly exactly. Exactly. So yeah, so that's 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 the entire point of corporate order, right? The minute the older person and both people are involved in the scene of the crime, the older person is to blame. Simple. It doesn't matter how the thing started, it doesn't matter what caused it. So the same way, if there is a young child um, engaging in gambling in a game house, you have to hold that game house culpable. Why aren't you seeing this? Why aren't you not seeing this? So it's either you are turning a blind eye, so you're turning a blind eye to a wrong, or you are just such an incompetent game house that you're not noticing this is happening. Either way, you're still wrong. Or you're after money, not just... Yeah. <laughs> that was something I was going to go after. Like, it's possibly about um money to be specific in a way because... I exactly. Know, exactly. I kind of profit-orientated. <laughs> I'll open shop or maybe open a gaming shop in Surulay here yeah, now. Maybe say, boys, don't get work, yeah, and I'll grab you money tonight. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know something. Uh, anybody, you know, you know something. Okay, let me. Lose, the loser pay is one of the major ways of play game. They are sure they are rest assured that they can play very well they just come, they are sure that they can win. And if they are evil up, daddy guys, they get beat. <laughs> and start embarrassing themselves there. You know what I mean? I mean, for me, for me at this junction, that's why I'm really interested in seeing the way mobile esports is really going to go. Because it's going to really curve on like a lot of the issues of gambling, at least it should. Because we live in Nigeria, let's be honest, they crack everything in. Hours. So, um, if mobile gaming really takes off, then the issue of going to game center reduces, and then the whole gambling as a whole on games should actually reduce. And also, we can't really say gambling in video games is a bad thing, because remember, gam when you bring in betting into anything, whatever it is, explodes up into a big thing. So it's kind of a post side that we need the betting industry in video mm. games, but it needs to be 
you are saying no or something. Okay, yes, that's true. Yes, I, I, th I think I think a great format for um, monitoring such things is I think someone a friend of mine who runs a game house in PH tried it. Um, maybe he succeeded because of where it was located, but well, it succeeded. And what he did is first of all, um, if you are below the age of eighteen, if you're a young person, if you don't, it was eighteen days or I think it was fifteen, one of them. But if you are significantly young, you need to come with an older person. So, oh, yeah, you can come in and play. But once you're below 15, they see you're like you're clearly a young child. You have to come there with another one that brings you there, right? And then when you come in there, you can then play. Because the thing about games is that games are naturally built to be addictive and require your repetitive contribution. So you want to play and play again and play again and play till you win. When a lot of young children get in there, the thing is they begin to play and play and play and play. And it even happens to adults. You play and play and play till you empty your pocket basically. So you keep paying and just yeah. playing. I, I, I had a guy who attended a tournament, and this is me being honest. We literally extorted this guy. Let me let me, let me tell you how. Because he attended and the fee. I'm having some audio issues. Give me a minute. Okay, so why why he solves his audio issue? Um, no, baby. Um, would you like to like give us your take on mobile esports in terms of like how the gambling space you see the gambling space going? Because honestly, we are going to a new game. Um, this year I just watched audio and I mean, I just the audio and you skipped a bit. We are going heavily into um League of Legends Wild Rift. So, what do you think the gambling scene would be like at least at, in terms of underage gambling? Because that's a big issue. We are talking to people about like gaming and all. How how will you show that children are not being endangered or they're not being exposed to the wrong thing? Uh, when it comes to I should answer this question. Uh, when it comes to gambling, your mic. Can you hear me very hello? Can you hear me well? Oh yeah, yeah, you can hold it like that, I'll be fine. Okay, okay. When it comes to gambling. To be honest, I'm not really against it like that because it actually makes people more competitive and actually like gives hype for a match. But what, what I'm saying this is based on like a community setting. Like let me use Brawl Stars for example. If you're like, okay, okay, let me use this this particular meeting as an example. Okay, let's say Haki and Timothy's like no, no baby is going to win. No black now, like no hockey will win. Then both of them bet. That will actually give us more vibe and everything. Like play and everything. What I'm saying this is, I was in talk with like this guy, Afro Gamer. You know the Afro Gamer, so yeah, ahead of that. Yeah, he held a meeting and a lot of community heads in different groups were present. So we're talking with the best, the best community head. He is into like websites creation and all those kind of things. He actually created a website for his community, Pest Mobile. And on his website, I've forgotten the the particular link and all those things. On his website, there's actually a section whereby you can bet on a tournament game. On the website for Pest Mobile Nigeria, you can actually bet 
on teams playing in the tournament. Yeah, so when you see your like, when you see your team there or something, you actually be like, okay, I'm playing a match there, I'm hyped or something. So betting can go two ways. It can actually go two ways. If it's mobile, like mobile esports can actually be controlled in a way. But if it's game centers and all those, words, I don't, I don't think there's a way to actually stop those appear because. That was already a tradition on his own. I don't think anybody can actually control that one. Uh, alpha, alpha, does that pay one play? Based on one or two. <laughs> As in, you throw your guy uh, down. You know, if you throw your guy down, you know, if you throw your guy down. You know, if you throw your guy down, 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 you know, if you that are like, it's hard. Like, it's really hard. So, betting, I don't think betting is something that... I don't know, but I think they go on. Yeah? Oh. Sorry, I said something. Okay, I was saying, um, I don't know, I don't think um, it's impossible to run a gaming center without people betting. I know it's difficult, that's for sure, right? But I don't believe it's impossible. The reason I'm saying so is because I've seen it happen time and time again. And the only form of betting you may then get to the minimum is maybe people that bet outside of the jurisdiction of the um, game house. Let me give you an example. So there is a company called Green Skin Gaming in Portacourt. Their game setup is at um, the Portacourt Mall. It's pretty nice. And um, because of the kind of environment in places, right? When you go there, you aren't necessarily thinking of, oh, say, loser's pay, that kind of thing with somebody. But even if, by the time you guys get there, you actually pay before you play, right? So it's not like you guys can stand and then play, play, play. And when you are done, the loser then coughs up the money while you're there laughing. <laughs> in most cases, it's before you even start, before you even touch the pad, before you even touch the pad, you just say, oh, this is the game I'm playing. This is how many times I want to play. You go to the POS stand there and they basically pay and they give you your receipts and the attendant walks you to your station and you sit down and they set up for you and you play. Well, so in those cases, all you can then do maybe is when you guys are done, right? Whoever loses can then transfer the money to that person. But to be honest, if that happens, it's really outside of the jurisdiction of the game house and there's really nothing the game house can do about that and it's not their fault or not their problem. So using a pay before you play model, I think is probably the easiest way or the best way to cope some of those problems. So you just simply sit down and say, hey, um, this is how much a game is. This is how many turns I want to go. Okay, so you pay the money and you guys sit down and you guys play basically. Oh, you know what? I'm seeing, you know, I'm going to throw this out there for anybody that would like to attempt it because I feel as many people we have in the industry as possible is better for us that way. Um, so how many people have have you tried entering um Timothy? Have you tried entering BRC um, recently in Lagos? Yeah. Have you tried entering BRC recently in Lagos? Have I tried BRC? Yeah, before 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 God and Yeah, I entered. Okay, so, so, yeah. so um, we have you know we have uh, that blacklist that we. That we used to do before um, things went sideways in terms of the protest and all. Uh, so, 
there's this card now. If you want to enter boss, um, you said, well, guys, uh, if you want to enter BRT uh, boss and Oshodi, you need to get Kari. What? Sorry, I'm not going to mention their name. I'll blow that. You need to get this company's credit card, essentially, that works for mm-hmm. BRT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, what about a system like that where um everybody has like their own like profile or even if it's not something complicated, there is an app. Now that's where I feel like standardizing everything and standardization is very important like all these various people coming together to work together will be an advantage where okay i create an account or let's say um xyz.com and they have like 50 million game centers or 50,000 game centers that's realistic a bit in nigeria now i have mm-hmm. 2000 naira in my wallet there and i know if i go to dumb shop it's 100 naira there per game before I play, I've already paid out for it that way. Because at the end of the day, um, asking people to carry cash. Yeah, yeah. as long as, I'm, I'm sorry, as long as cash is involved, rather, as long as cash is involved, I think you can cheat the system. But then when all the money, people have kept in all the money, they want to play game for, the, for that month or something into the card. Then, yeah, yeah. And you, there's like, a lot of obstacles in it. Well, because for for mm. me, I absolutely hate the concept of loser pay because it's a visual bias here. I'm really bad when it comes to loser pay. I'm sure I'll probably beat <laughs> you if you play a normal game. But the moment you bring in the gambling aspect, like my gameplay just goes like this. Straight up. So, what... what the pressure, yeah, the, yeah, the pressure is a different game, game entirely. What may I will just generally say in terms of you, like you're not focused on the game, you just want to score, so you're just doing everything. Blah, blah, blah. What may I will say generally in terms of like gambling in esports? Yes, I support it on one hand, and um, no, I don't. No, I don't. Please do not bet your money, bet responsibly. Um, underage gambling should be legal, anyway, for game center owners should not implement that. Anymore. That's where a lot of their money comes into play. I, I don't know, Tom. Was this the popular um, Potter Court? Um, Konami. Timothy, Konami. You know what Konami is now? <laughs> ah, game company. I, no, I Kon- ah, the game. Konami. Ah, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> that you put it random and the scores are coming out, Sabi. Yes. Wait, sorry, I'm lost. I'm lost, guys. I really am lost right now. Someone has to explain to me what I always thought Konami was a game company. What is happening? Okay, okay. so you want to go? Let me just let me try explain. Okay, let me try. So apparently the normal um console that's the phone console pace. That's mm-hmm. that one that you think is um, PSP emulator on phone for Android. You know, you mm-hmm. so you open it, then you are plenty playing more like you're playing a league. But when it's time to play the matches, they put the, this thing to play by itself. So it's only scores that come out. Yeah, that's an that's an oh. in my school. Yeah, ask Matai. I can't even ask. <laughs> ask Matai. Oh. Okay, okay. So you know, um, uh, um, PES, you can have cup mode. On PES. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, you, then you take, um, you now set it cost to custom, and then 
you pick mm-hmm. the team, then you know, like, okay, um, I'm taking in player <laughs> two, I'm taking player this, I'm taking, and they put money down. Best team. Akim. Akim. Yeah? Akim. Yeah, I'm with you. Akim. He's only bored, man. Yes. <laughs> like, that thing is unreal. Like, basically. He's only bored, man. Yes, 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 yes. So I'm trying to explain the eye overview, the eye level overview. Yeah. Yeah. So then they pick different before the um, before the game. They can put like Australia or one one like the average club as the player mm. one club. Then they said they click random. But yeah. before they click random, <laughs> they pick a spot on the table. You know the knockout formats now. You have um, match one year, match two year, match. So everybody picks the one that they are betting on already. You can't yeah. pick the same as an opponent. And then they put down <laughs> their money, they press random, then they go and check the ah, results. If you don't play the match, you'll skip. <laughs> you'll see the results. And then the person with the highest amount of win is the winner of the money. And he pays a fee. Wow. Let's say 100 naira is guessing Spain, wow. 20 naira or 30 naira to the game center owner. And this, and this thing takes wow. like a minute. <laughs> like less than 60 seconds, you can crunch out a game. I can. You see, guys spending like I can. 20k. Yeah? I can. You're talking about game center. Yeah, I'm talking about school. The pool. Yeah, that's normal place. Yes, it's, it's, it's essentially the same thing. thing. It's essentially the same thing. Wow. Yeah, I, I guess I'm trying to tell you that it doesn't even end in those games. You can even like write your school there, yeah? I mean, people say, people say, like, people say, I live the bougie life. I don't understand the dog things. Like, I never experienced the one of phone, like in schools, but I knew it happened, but I never saw it firsthand. And, uh, ah, you can ask yeah. Patai. Ask Patai who is Godfather. Ask Patai who is Godfather. I heard, I heard, I heard stories. I heard stories. <laughs> so, um, Godfather is always the board man guy. Board man has 20% cost. <laughs> Um, okay, so um, for me, owner of the phone takes 10%. Yeah, yeah. that's it now. That's it also. Same thing in game center. So imagine 10% of um, 1,000, of 100 naira, 10 naira, right? Times like an amount of unknown amount of time. On every game. year. On every exactly. Day. And remember, a game is happening every minute. So in one hour, <laughs> see how much you guys already make it. Oh, well, it was unreal. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I think that's why understanding the concept of gambling is very, very important because um, scenarios like that, the entire Konami thing can be very, very, very addictive. It takes, I think there are three keys to making addictive cycles. The first is speed or convenience, at least. So you should make participating in it convenient. The second is possibility of a win, right? And the third is probable defeat. So when it's easy for me to participate in something, when I have a chance that I'm going to win, and when I'm going to be defeated also, it can become addictive because there is thrill and there is ease of attaining that thrill. So that's why you have to check for underage gambling because a little child with a lot of money is a death trap. In such a situation, you just keep betting and betting and betting. There are people that go up to 10, 15k and things like that. Oh, and it's crazy. Oh, oh. Trust one, baby. You're even talking about the um, yeah. Some people play with their compound, leopard, beef, people play with. 
Okay, so um, I just felt like throwing a bit um a, a bit of controversy into the mix because um we need to have fun and you know get relaxed. It's been a long week, to be honest. Um, uh, that's mostly the show, anyways, because we we touched a bit about like the state of esports and trying to understand why companies are not investing in esports in Africa. Um, the issue of infrastructure, the culture, the culture led us into the entire of gambling. Uh, that, that's been a really interesting topic because I never really, all, all I had about betting and all in terms of like e- gaming in, in Africa in general and the culture was like, yeah, it existed. It exists for, it's kind of like the behind the scene bad boys kind of thing. You know, like when you have a class, you have the seriousness in front, you have the bad boys at the back. I kind of classified that as that, but the more we spoke about it, the more like it's clear that this is a real issue that probably needs to be addressed before the issue of like culture entirely. Then you have things like infrastructure. All of that will not work if things do not really change as a whole. And it's really interesting to like have different perspectives. Um, I'm going to be saying a big thank you to Dominion for turning up to this podcast. I'm sure I'm taking a lot of your precious time. Um, Timothy, <laughs> yes, he has been moderating the Call of Duty League with other people. He's been stressed out, like, and um, no baby should probably be practicing with Faker or Brixen right now for League of Legends. But we're here trying to, try to entertain people. But um, I wish to say thank you for your time. Um, if you have anything you're shipping, yeah, let's let's talk. We have about like five or six minutes left for this. It's over. Anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. What I was gonna say is like after the meeting, you said something yeah. about wild drift. Yes, yes, yes. We talk we talk more about wild drift. Okay, so um what's your that's true. We never actually touched upon that too much in tangents. So, um, in terms of wild drift, what, what do you see? Before we continue this, I may have to log off now. I need to set up something All right, soon before I go to bed because I'm tired. So, like, guys, it's been really, really awesome talking with you. And I just enjoy seeing folks who are still doing stuff in esports, man. It's amazing. Ah, no God, you see us. Amen. Peace. Yeah, peace. Thank you, guys. All right. Um. So yeah, I like it. You were saying something. Yeah, I said about wild drift. Okay. So basically, we are going to be league sports is going to be coming to the wild drift space. Um, the community channels will be allocated tonight by tomorrow morning. Hopefully, it will be ready. Hopefully, we'll one game wild. Yeah. League of Legends. League of Legends wild drift. Actually, okay, yeah. but you know that Wild Drift is okay. still in beta and it's still in Southeast Asia, so boys are yeah. having like 300, yeah, 300 ping is almost unplayable, but yeah, it's not really sure, that sure. bad. Sure, I mean, like the point of the of the um community is for people to start engaging at least. I'm sure some people have started finding out who is the broken player, who is the OP player. Yeah, play moves. I must got, I must got booted from a group still. Why? Because the group is of our mobile legends. Okay. And 
like I even did a video on my YouTube channel, how to download. Yeah, sorry, I have to... All right, yeah, you want no problem. Peace, guys. I am on YouTube sharing. Yeah, this is Nigeria, man. It's calm. No problem. Later, man. Okay, uh, later. Okay. All right, so you're saying something, bro. No problem, man. Yeah. Another time. All right. Okay. Um, I was saying I almost got booted from a group because, like, the groups are Mobile Legends now. So they talk about Mobile Legends. So I was not the one talking about League of Legends Wild Drift. And, you know, it's like the mobile scene in like in the mobile scene of mobile is like League of Legends versus Mobile Legends right now. So people don't want to hear about Wild Drift. So I was the one bringing the topic up, and people actually play Wild Drift on the WhatsApp um, group chat. The admin actually came online. I said it was going to boot me if I continue talking. So I feel like I need a place where I can actually like talk to people who actually you get play this game. Because yeah, I don't yeah. be the one creating that anymore because the, the whole things I've like experienced in Brawl Stars, I don't really want to experience it anymore in, in Wild Rift. Oh, sure, yeah. sure, sure. Like, I mean, at least for we are all about um, doing something new, collaborations and all of that. We would be, uh, we'll be creating a community and um, everything will be out hopefully by tomorrow or so. We already had the talk and yeah, honestly, I'm really interested in seeing what happens to that game. And especially now that Apple pushed it on the iPhone 12 launch. I found out yeah, even a very interesting power play against Yeah, Fika, Fika even did an iPhone. He did an he iPhone did. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not surprised, honestly. So before we go, so I, I looked into that Burexian stuff and everything. Although I'm still disappointed he retired early, it's kind of the right call because he was starting to become a villain in the story, in a way. And he left on the high notes, in a way, Shah, because they were the champions of any, if I'm not mistaken. So it's better to be the champion of any and let people remember you for that, at least, than you stick to your guns and then never make anything again. It's, it was yeah. a fair play decision, honestly. Any is actually shitsy when it comes to international competition. Like even in it's, it's only once. I think Cloud9 was it last year awards. They were the only North American team to actually reach was it the same semifinals or so no any team has actually ever reached there before. So North America is just that's why why did you why did you releasing in like March in North America March twenty twenty one. Dang it. Yes. North America. So. You know, you know, you know no. something? The, the culture there, I don't understand why, but like, it's just something like CSGO. People have been saying NACSGO is dead. And I, 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 can't, I can't disagree. And I can't agree at the same time because like, for something not to be dead, you have to have competitive teams playing at like world levels and all of that. Well, I don't really see that with any teams, to be honest. They are some of the most noisiest team, but in terms of like quality, I don't know, man. And maybe the culture thing, to be honest, where signing Asians, yeah, I they like signing Asian players. Yeah, that, I don't know. Like to be honest, it's hard to really um 
put a finger on what is making any just be any but honestly any has given us some really 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 interesting story phase versus optic like things like that like yeah then i, I enjoy the any scene to be honest just it's kind of annoying when you watch them at um, world levels and then they flop so that will be the show for today we'll continue our discussion on whatsapp because this is about to end so those of us listening to the podcast thank you for listening peace we'll see you later yeah, sure